Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Our thanks to Adams Road Band for that musical introduction. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. With me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. We are continuing our look at a talk that was given by a BYU professor back on July 12, 2011, a talk titled, His Grace is Sufficient. And he began his talk by telling about a BYU student who came to him about a confusion she had regarding the subject of grace. And so he is going to try to put her at ease. Now, mind you, she understands all the Mormon cliches about doing her best and Jesus does the rest and I have to do my part and Jesus makes up the difference. But she still is struggling with this. She still does not feel that she is going to make it. She's finding some inadequacies here. And so Mr. Wilcox is going to use some illustrations to try and help her understand better what this is all about. Now he talked about how oh, Christ asks us to show faith in him, to repent, make, and keep covenants, receive the Holy Ghost, and endure to the end. And then he says, by complying, we are not paying the demands of justice, not even the smallest part. The difficulty, Eric, I think that this young lady is having here is, it doesn't matter who's paying. The point is, is she knows a part about repenting and making and keeping covenants. That's what's causing the anxiety for this young lady. She's not living up to these standards. She's been compelled to make these covenants, and she realizes she can't do it. What are those covenants? As we've been talking about in the past, the covenants are keeping all of the commandments, repenting of all your sins. And of course, in a Mormon context, repenting, true repentance, is stop sinning. And as Spencer Kimball has said, that this repentance must permeate all areas of your life, not just big things, but even the smaller things. Let me provide you a couple of quotes to back up what you're saying. Uh, Richard Scott said in the uh, November 2006 Ensign, the conference edition on page 42, the demands of justice for broken law can be satisfied through mercy earned by your continual repentance and obedience to the laws of God. And that's important because Mr. Wilcox just said, we are not paying the demands of justice, but yet according to Richard G. Scott, a Mormon apostle, not even 10 years ago in a conference message, said just the opposite, Uh that it is the individual effort who earns this repentance by obedience to the laws of God. So we do see a contradiction here. And Henry Irene, a member of the First Presidency, said in the June 2007 ensign on page 23, the path to receiving the Holy Ghost is to exercise faith in Christ unto repentance. We can become clean through qualifying for the effects of the Savior's atonement. The covenants offered to baptism by authorized servants of God bring that cleansing. We renew our pledge to keep those covenants each time we partake of the sacrament. The peace we all seek is the assurance that we have received forgiveness for our sins of omission and commission. Exactly. The peace she is seeking. She came there seeking peace, hoping to get some explanation that's going to put her at ease. And Irene says, the peace we all seek is the assurance that we have received forgiveness 
But the problem, of course, is you have leaders like Spencer Kimball who says the only way you're going to have that assurance is by living all the commandments. That's her problem. She says, I'm not doing this. I can't live up to that standard. But notice what Irene says. We can become clean through qualifying for the effects of the Savior's atonement. That is the responsibility of the individual Latter-day Saint. That's your that end of the bargain. Is, that's, the end, that's exactly right. That's your part of the bargain that the July ensign was talking about, July 2012. This is what's causing this young lady this kind of a, a, of a concern. As we go on in the speech... The girl seems to be catching on. She understands there needs to be a, a, a demand of justice must be met. But then what does she say? She says, so what's the difference? Whether our efforts are required by justice or by Jesus, they are still required. He responds, true, but they are required for a different purpose. Fulfilling Christ's requirements is like paying a mortgage instead of rent or like making deposits in a savings account instead of paying off debt. You still have to hand it over every month, but it is for a totally different reason. This was a strange comparison. I I read that and I went, what? I mean, a mortgage is a debt. Absolutely. It's still a debt. As we talked about last week, even though I may tell someone when they ask me, well, do you own your own home? I can say yes. Technically, I don't because I have to make payments in order to stay in my home. And if you stop paying that debt... I lose the home. Yeah. This is what's very much understood. So when he says it's like paying a mortgage instead of rent, I don't think that's a great analogy. But even when he talks about making deposits in a saving account instead of paying off debt, if we find all the the riches that we have are, are in the genesis of Christ himself, we really don't have anything to put in there anyway. It all comes from him to begin with. It's like when we read it in, in the next life, when we lay our crowns before Jesus, we don't even get those. We lay them before him because it is because of him we have anything at all. It certainly is not because of us. So I think he's missing it here because a mortgage is still a debt. You still have to pay it. He says under a new section called Christ's grace is sufficient to transform us. Christ's arrangement with us is similar to a mom providing music lessons for her child. Mom pays the piano teacher. How many know what I'm talking about? Because mom pays the debt in full, she can turn to her child and ask for something. What is it? Practice. Does the child's practice pay the piano teacher? No. Does the child's practice repay mom for paying the piano teacher? No. Practicing is how the child shows appreciation for mom's incredible gift. It is how he takes advantage of the amazing opportunity. Mom is giving him to live his life at a higher level. Mom's joy is found not in getting repaid, but in seeing her gift used, seeing her child improve. And so she continues to call for practice, practice, practice. Yeah, go ahead. Let me interrupt you right there because there's a key phrase in here. Mom is giving him the... The, the opportunity mom is giving him to live his life at a higher level. So we have to assume, what is the analogy here? How do we compare this to our spiritual lives? Obviously, living at that higher level is becoming good at playing the piano. If you don't practice, you won't find yourself living at that higher level. So here we go. It, it still comes back to personal effort. Whatever your reasons might be, it's still coming back to you and what you are going to get out of it in the next life. In this case, living at a higher level, she says. Go on. 
If the child sees mom's requirement of practice as being too overbearing, gosh, mom, why do I have to practice? None of the other kids have to practice. I'm just going to be a professional baseball player anyway. Perhaps it is because he doesn't yet see with mom's eyes. He doesn't see how much better his life could be if he would choose to live on a higher plane. Okay, he has to choose to live on a higher plane. And I would have to say the analogy here is the celestial kingdom. Yep. How do you get to the celestial kingdom? The analogy is practice, practice, practice. You must keep celestial law. But if you don't keep celestial law, you don't get the celestial kingdom goes back again to your effort, to your performance. This is not the grace of the New Testament. Not at all. It's already been paid for. Your position, we, right now we are sitting in heavenly places, Paul says, if you're a believer in the Jesus of the Bible. Right now it is secured. It's already set. We are justified. This is not what the New Testament is talking about. But then he quotes Bruce Hafen. Yeah, Bruce Hafen has written, The great mediator asked for our repentance, not because we must repay him in exchange for his paying our debt to justice, but because repentance initiates a developmental process that, with the Savior's help, leads us along the path to a saintly character. That's a quoting from the Broken Heart 1989 book that Hafen wrote on page 149. Well, that was in 1989, but notice what Hafen says in 2004. And this was in a, a speech that he gave called The Atonement All for All. You can find it in the Ensign Magazine. It's a conference edition, May 2004, page 97. 70 Bruce Hafen says this, We grow in two ways, removing negative weeds and cultivating positive flowers. The Savior's grace blesses both parts if we do our part. There's the if. If we do our part. Wait a minute. Didn't Mr. Wilcox just recently say in the speech that we've already covered? I thought he paid it all. It is finished. No, no if we there's, do our part. there's still more for you to do. Hafen goes on to say, first and repeatedly, we must uproot the weeds of sin and bad choices. It isn't enough just to mow the weeds, yank them out by the roots, repenting fully to satisfy the conditions of mercy. Conditions of mercy. There it is again. Folks, there are no conditions to mercy. You can't meet conditions in order to get mercy. That would not make it mercy. I'm going to repeat this until it finally gets through that you cannot merit mercy in any way. He says, but for being forgiven is only part of our growth. We are not just paying a debt. Not just paying a debt? That means that there is some part of it that you're paying. Our purpose is to become celestial beings, so once we've cleared our heartland, we must continually plant weed and nourish the seeds of divine qualities. Who does that? So once we've cleared our heartland, we must continually, continually and if plant. If you stop, then it's gone. Do you think that's a reference to DNC 25:15? Unless you keep the commandments continually, where God is, you cannot go. Sounds pretty close. Do you see what we're saying here, folks? It sounds really good. Some of the things that Mr. Wilcox, because he uses a lot of evangelical terminology and even some evangelical cliches, it sounds like, oh, this is exciting. Mr. Wilcox sounds like he's coming to our way of thinking. But when you look very carefully and you take into consideration Mormon nuance and the Mormon understanding of things, it starts to become very clear that this is really nothing new. 
If anything else, by trying to add a somewhat evangelical element to his explanation, he just makes himself even more confusing. I have to wonder, did this girl, when she left after talking to him, feel a whole lot better? As we go on into this speech, you're going to find that it's not quite as graceful as you might think. It's not so much full of grace as you might think. And if it's not, then how does that really help this young lady? I mean, I don't know who this young lady is. I'd, I'd like to talk to her and ask her, did you feel better after you talked to him or didn't you? Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism. You just listened to today's broadcast of Viewpoint on Mormonism. But did you know that you can hear previous shows at your convenience? The Viewpoint on Mormonism podcast is free on the Internet and will help you learn more about the LDS religion. Feel free to listen on your computer or download to your favorite listening device. Just go to mrm.org and click on the right side where it says On Air. All of our shows are here, so visit mrm.org today. At Mormonism Research Ministry, we're committed to equipping Christian believers to effectively share their faith with their Mormon friends and loved ones. That's why we produce Viewpoint on Mormonism, as well as operate our website, mrm.org, where you can find a wealth of information on this topic. We also have books and downloadable MP3s available online. In addition, we invite you to join in on the conversation at our blog site called Mormon Coffee. We want to be your resource for helping you better share the Christian faith.